Sponsored by the Dunleary Ratdown Local Enterprise Office. You're listening to Business Eye with Joe Dalton and Simon Haig. Welcome to Business Eye on Dublin South FM. Uh, thanks as ever to uh, the local enterprise office of Don Leary Rathdown. Hashtag. Making it happen. So, Joe, you and I are exhausted. You and I are sitting here like two exhausted, faded away old men, and we've got two bright as button guests in the studio. Is that about right? Speak for yourself, Simon. <laughs> How dare you You're lying. Say You're that. lying. I, I'm always never. <laughs> yeah, it's been a full on week, hasn't it? I was just it? looking that, you know, if I, I picked out a, a different shirt this morning, we would have been dressed the same. We would have done yeah. that. Lovely, it. isn't it? <laughs> yes. We're meant for each other. We're meant. We're on sync. We're like twins, yeah. twins walking around. We should hold hands around. No, let's not do that. <laughs> right. Anyway, how's your week been? How has it been? Uh, it's been full on, yeah. uh, busy uh, with work and other stuff. And thankfully on Sunday, I'm flying off to sunnier climes for a week and I'm not going to take my phone. So that sums me up. Brilliant. <laughs> what about you? I'm going to, um, when you're away, I'm going to go break into your house and rub your phone. <laughs> There's nothing there. <laughs> and I'm going to text everyone. And when you come back, they think that you're actually... A nice guy <laughs> after all. Go, oh, my God. He's so rude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But who have we got today? Who have we got today? We've got two really amazing, and I mean that, energetic guests. I know Colin very well, and I know of Amanda very well. So I, I'll go to Amanda because there's a big beaming smile coming. So it's Amanda Delaney. And That's right. Welcome, and it's great to see you here. Thank you, Simon. Thanks for inviting me. And it's great. I didn't know how to introduce you, but you're a mentor. You're just, you, you just I know because I've seen you at, at Joe's uh, Airfield Trust event. You, you're just a real authentic yes. breath of fresh air. You motivate people. I do indeed. Yeah, Absolutely. So it's, it's great to see you. Thank you. <laughs> and then on my left uh, is a good friend of mine, Colin Harris. And uh, it's great to see you, Colin. Thanks very much, Simon. Thanks for having me. And Colin wears about three hats. You have your own business, VIP Recruitment. Yep. You run the Dublin Network, co-run it with Les, yep. who I, I know you both well. And we're going to be talking about your 100 initiative later on. Yes, that's right. So it's great. Welcome. Both Thanks very much. Over to you, Joe, and I can sleep now. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here and be quiet today because I, I am actually tired. It's been a strange week. It's been a busy week. And a lot of energy um, has been taken away from me just with a lot of projects I'm working on. And I realized Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday I was working from about quarter past nine till about half nine on three days. And I just hit burnout. Yeah. And that happens to us all. And I think, you know, everyone thinks when we're entrepreneurs and we're in business, we are go, 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 and we have to have that, you know, happy face and amazing business and everything is wonderful. But there is times when we do hit burnout yeah, I and did too. I did we need too. to take that break. So that's why are you whisking me away for your holiday, are you? Are you just going <laughs> no, with your wife? I'm going with my wife. Oh, sh- okay, <laughs> you well, can stay here. I can stay here. Yeah. So both of you, um, and it's funny that both of you have your hands in multiple pies. Amanda, events, online courses, coaches. Uh, you know, workshops, Facebook, Facebook lives. God, you're, God, you're doing it like me. You do a lot. <laughs> I get bored very easy. My yeah. husband often says that. It's a wonder I'm still around. You get still bored around. so easy. And and same with yourself, Con, as well. You've you've a lot. What do you think is the cut off point for yourselves when you kind of go? Do you know what? 
I need to just step back and put my feet up and recharge. Amanda, I'll put that to you. Gosh, um, I suppose when I start to get neck ache and shoulder ache, that's when I know I'm really up in my head mm. too much and I've been doing too much. And I find when I'm in that space, I'm disconnected. Uh, it's funny because a couple of people who know me really well, they can tell from my Facebook lives. If the energy is. Yeah, if I'm yeah. disconnected, you know, when I'm yeah. not in heart space, when I'm all in head space. And yeah. that I find exhausting. Yeah, when you're, yeah. When you're just going. It is exhausting. Yeah. Head space yeah. is exhausting. Head space, yeah. It is, yeah. <laughs> Do you know that our, our thinking absorbs more energy yeah. than if we were to go out and do some like physical exercise. Yeah, what it oh, does well to brain does. The brain it does. Well yeah. energy, yeah. Yeah. But even networking, like we were at the Biz Expo yesterday and I didn't really talk, now that will give me energy yeah. uh, to inspire people and see people get something from me talk. But the actual networking, walking up and down, talking to people that I don't know, hard. that will drain me quicker than yeah. Anything else? Though. No, I get that. Do you know each other? Have you met? No. no. Okay. No. We were both at the event yesterday. I seen his pop up banner, but I actually That's didn't very pop bad over. Networking if they didn't yeah. meet each other. Let's put the black mark. <laughs> <on there. laughs> Colin, yourself, what about switching off? How do you, when you know that you've been, let's call it, in the, burning the candle at both ends, work wise, know that you, you, what's your signals? Yeah, so I suppose it's, it's it's similar to that. It's you know, it's for me, it's it, almost the body just runs down on itself. And you just feel overly a bit tired, really. So that's, that's where it's got to, and to me. Um, but I found, which is one of the reasons why I actually started with the, the 100, is it's given me that extra energy. So it's given me an extra change. New uh, project. New, new project, new lease on so it. tell us about the 100 the hundred project. It had a bit of a controversial start, but tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, so I, so I can give you the, the start the point to it, where we, we originally launched it as... It starts over from the US, which is where the whole idea came from. It started, and I launched it as the 100 men who give a damn. Yeah. Now, that, let's say, had a few issues with the name title behind it. I remember uh, there was a LinkedIn chat from a, a, a woman who was really not happy about it. Yeah. Um, it, it, hang on, it's, it's called 100 men. It was, it was when it was launched originally, it was called 100 men who give a damn. And it was it was always supposed to be fully inclusive. Anyone could join, men, women, it doesn't matter. But the founding side of it, there is in the US 100 women who care and 100 men who give a damn. So they do have differential groups yeah. within it. But I was doing it as a completely inclusive, although the name may not have shown the same. Uh, I was very open in communication. that It was That's completely open. Are, are, yeah. But uh, it, it was taken badly, let's say, with some people. That's interesting because, you know, the networking out there, you know, the women's summer, uh, oh, the, the women's networking exactly and the women, said, women, yeah. women, women thing. And, and uh, you know, the, we've interviewed some people in here before and he says, look, you know, they're not, they don't enjoy those groups or they, they be yeah. fair when they're, you know, both sexes are in them and all. Why are we putting these divisions between human mm. beings? Why can't we all just be collective, yeah. male, female, he, she, they? All just be one, yeah. one humans. Humans, yeah, yeah no, absolutely. It's, so, so yeah. How, how did you answer, and how did you pivot? So, look, I suppose I, I answered it straightforward. Is that we've always been, you know, in any communication, it's been very open, as we're happy to have absolutely anyone come on board with it. But I suppose, really, for the greater good and to make things just easier with less issues, we we changed the name on it, and we just changed it to the one hundred. So again, just making it very clear to anyone come along, you're all welcome. So tell us about The 100 and what it does and what it aims to do and how people get involved. Yeah, so The 100, it's a complete 
new charitable initiative here that's been set up. Very simple idea, uh, although it's probably been a bit complicated over the way. The main idea is to get 100 people in the room four times a year. Each person is donating €100. Euro. We're creating a prize fund of €10,000 each quarter. When everyone registers, you get to nominate a couple of charities. All charities get it put into a hat. And a couple of weeks before each of the events, three charities get pulled and they all get invited, those three, to come and pitch on the night. Everyone who's registered and comes along on the night gets a vote. And we've changed it a little bit from the US style, which was a winner takes all. Yeah. We've changed it a bit more Irish. You know, the, it's Fairness divided. All, it's yeah. fair. Everyone all, yeah. walks away with something, yeah. at least. Yeah, so it's, over the year, 12 charities are going to be helped. And that's the, so the main idea behind this. Why? It was, for me, I've always been involved in charities in some way, shape or form. And I've always done a lot of different fundraising. I've always given myself as well. And I've kind of always looked at opportunities to do things in a little bit bigger way. And a different way as well. You do yeah. things differently. Like with your business, it's different. Yes. In a meaningful way. Yeah. That's what I like about what you do. It's one of the things, you know, it's, it, it is all about giving back and it's all about serving as well. And it's it's a it's a great idea. It's a great concept that you know people coming into the room and adding and that, but we can help people in so many different ways without us realizing it's. And that's on jumping to yourself, Amanda, that the events that you hold in 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 uh, Stalorgan and mm-hmm. now you're doing a Blanchetown, which are free events, yeah, complimentary. And complimentary events, which are get, getting people into a room who probably are nervous in networking or are fearful of talking and it's bringing that community together where it's collectively growing into something that I think that you never really knew where it was going to go. Couldn't have. I mean, if you, put, you couldn't put that on a plan. The reason I set up We Can We Will three years ago was <clears throat> so I could get better at public speaking and it's just grown into something very magic. People coming into the room. The big thing for me was, again, and I've stressed it, I'm not a fan of networking. I said it yesterday. People look at me going, you know, I love being social and I love meeting people. But when it's that initial, I don't yeah. know somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert for an extroverted yeah. person. Yeah, um, so for me, it was always about making sure people felt belong, that they belonged there. And yeah. that starts the minute they come in the door. So... Because I remember walking into those places absolutely yeah. terrified, being overspoken, people using language I didn't understand and really just being made feel small. Yeah. Yeah. And I mm. never, ever wanted that. So we can and we will is about people coming in by the door and belonging. But you know what? Like, I, I, I've, I've kind of noticed through my grey hairs and years, I used to, I used to put people up on pedestals. I thought certain people yeah. from certain classes yeah. or certain educated Industries. people. <laughs> but at the end of the day... <clears throat> <laughs> you, you, Joe, Joe excluded. But, oh, but you know what? Something me. said to me really powerful. They said, "There's not a human being on the planet who doesn't question themselves. Yeah. We all question yeah. ourselves, right?" I never thought of it that way. Everybody. But does. if you yeah. look at even you're well, talking about, yeah. yeah, like if you look at and talk about people who are in executive roles or running, running companies, you know, some of these people have fallen into these roles, and yeah. some of the people are in them, and they. You know, they have that imposter syndrome because they feel they're not sure where they're going or what they're doing. Yeah. It's life. You yeah, know? No, and no. when you understand that that's part of life and you kind of go, OK, OK. But I it comes back to stories. It comes back to yeah, the stories yeah. that we tell ourselves in our yeah. head. My dad was a welder. My mom worked in a factory. People in suits were 
you know, different. very different from what we saw. And mm. and again, the culture at home was like, oh, it's well for them. And, do you know, we yeah, weren't yeah. used to that. So coming yeah. into that space, having left school young myself and worked in a factory myself, yeah. then gone into fitness, I'd never really been around businessmen yeah. or women. Yeah. So, and I remember looking at stuff in the wardrobe, clothes, even down to the clothes, and I'd buy the odd office gear. I'd say, hmm, I wouldn't be having nowhere to wear it. But I liked the idea of looking at women in their business suits and stuff. And sure, look, here I am now. Yeah. You I, know, I have a story them. in that, I, it, which is totally different. But I remember buying a cowboy but hat. a woman's dress. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a pair of my boots. And I had a cowboy hat. It was a time when Garth Brooks was on. Do you remember Garth yeah. Brooks and all the line You, you, mean, you mean YMCA, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Village people. And I had the, the cowboy hat and I'd look in a big mirror upstairs and I'd wear it and I'd go riding, walking out. And as I'd walk outside the house, i go, no. I <laughs> 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 stayed up, upstairs for years. The closet, the closet cowboy <laughs> this is starting, cut that, cut that from this, is feel, this is starting to feel like a Christmas edition of the show, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. It's a bit oh, mad. Wow. All the secrets coming out. Colin, so you're, you're what do you're, you wear? <laughs> yeah, steady on. You don't go there. I know, I know what he wears. <laughs> your your business VIP recruitment, um, without without being slanderous to the recruitment industry, right, or naming names, but I know that the the status quo motivated you to do some things differently. Can you describe how you do things differently and why? Yeah, I suppose, look, I've been in the industry for, for too many years, let's say. Yeah. Um, there's uh, Look, the recruitment industry has a big burnout uh, with people because of the way a lot of agencies do work. And look, the way they work, it works for them. Um, but it wasn't working for me. Uh, in, in my own mind, really, it was getting the burnout because I'm, I love being, I'm a people person. I love meeting people and I love getting that opportunity to know people. Yeah. And a lot of agencies don't get that, or recruitment individuals don't get that opportunity to really know their clients, know their candidates. And, and it's a lot of KPIs that, are, that people have to follow through. It's impersonal, isn't it? It's impersonal. It is. And I just wanted to be the, you know, I've always done it this way myself yeah. of, you know, getting to know people and, and getting the right fit. Like I, I said it before, I had a conversation recently with someone. I've inadvertently probably placed more candidates without any fees because I've just made introductions and so on than I've ever made with with fees uh, because it's just my personality is making those introductions if I can't help you yeah. directly I'll make sure I help you in some uh, way yeah. I think also with with the industry as well it's very competitive and you know I, I'm sure there's people out there who go well, I'm going to get into the recruitment agencies yeah. but they re- don't realise that the person who they're chasing is getting 50, 60 calls from recruiting agents all the time. Yeah. And one of the things what I find which is a bit of a bugbear is that you might get one company who is looking to hire and they'll have six or seven different agents yeah. and they're sending that out to them. And I don't think that's fair in a way. And you know, no, it's, it's, it's the way the recruitment industry is actually is structured where it's uh, contingency recruitment is the majority of recruitment, which is the first one across the, the line mm. gets paid. So they don't mind. A lot of companies don't mind. They'll just give it to a lot of people because they think they just. Yeah, maybe it's just to get them off the back as well. It's just yeah. a, you know off the phone call. I'll yeah, I'll send. Here's it. Here it is. I've nothing to lose on it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of that, and it's just what's happening. Like we're going to take a break now in a, in in a, in a minute or so. But I want to know what's happening in the recruitment world. 
with employment at, at its highest now at the moment and how it's all evolving around employee and employer as well. So we'll, we'll talk about that when we come back from the Perfect. break. You're listening to Business Eye, sponsored by your local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown. Together, we're making it happen. I refuse to speak because <laughs> the engineering inside is is causing me heartache. They're messing with bungling, your head. bungling around, messing with my head, they're even though they do a great job 24 7. But we forgive them today because yeah. they do a great, great job. I'm getting dirty looks from them now. And <laughs> I am screwed later. They're the boss. Screwed. <laughs> Colin, before the break, I was uh, asking you a question about the recruitment agency or the, the business with, you know, employment being very high within the country. How is it affecting the industry? Give us your, give us your, um, your, your opinion on it. Yeah, it's 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 always it's, it's I suppose the, the recruitment industry will go in waves. You know, there's always uh, at this point in time there's more jobs, let's say, than there are candidates. Um, you know, when times were tough, you know, there was more candidates candidates than there were jobs. So right now it is getting to be a candidate-led market where candidates have options. So companies really have to understand on how to attract candidates. Mm-hmm. Has the level then, do you know when there's very little employment, the level is very high, but the standards can drop slightly when they want to fill the seats? Yeah, companies are still trying to keep standards up this time because, you know, they, they have changed over the years before they've, they've dropped. And, you know, I hate to say it, there's, there's people in roles now that they probably should not be in now because, you know, they they may not have been capable of doing it, but they've got it and they've worked their way into it. But Are I you looking at Joe right now? <laughs> no, but, but, but there's the thing, like you mentioned earlier, like through all my career and all my life, I don't think I was ever... I've, I remember printing off in my 20s stacks and stacks and stacks of CVs and meeting so many agencies. I don't think I ever got a job through an agency. I, I don't think. You know, I went on plenty of interviews, but yeah. I... I, 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 I could never understand how recruitment agencies make the mo- make money because they don't seem to place many people in jobs, but maybe that was just my experience. Yeah, there's there's different models to it. You know, there's... Um, you know, there's a lot of if if you take, for example, some lower level jobs. You know, if you take even just talk about salaries, yeah. you know, salaries at sort of twenty five thousand euro. You know, there's those are really volume where you get a lot of companies who just need volume, and you know, they they don't really go through the, a a rigid structure on on hiring process and really getting to know who they're hiring. It's just almost a body a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the more senior you go up there, there, there's really an understanding is, is there a cultural fit within an organisation? I think that's important now as well, is a culture fit. You know, Hugely important right now. In, on it. in terms of character, Amanda, you're talking about, I know a little bit about your journey, right? Yeah. But, 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 and you're not unique in going from, you know, a certain place in your head yeah. and a certain family to... But but you have real energy, like real energy. I'm not just being sycophantic because you're sitting there. I can see that above. You have more energy than most people I see. How do you do it? Like, how have you tapped into that energy? How Balance. What, do you even know how you've done it? Do you know, it's, it's coming up more and more and more about the energy. And I suppose I just presumed everybody had that much energy. No, they don't. No, I'm starting to see that now. <laughs> Joe definitely doesn't. Um... Uh, well, I, I keep balance. I have my spirit, I have my faith. So yeah, yeah. I'm very balanced there. I have my exercise. Mind, body. Say, yeah, I wish Mind I could say I, I eat healthy. Oh, I don't. Yeah. But uh, I'm not too bad. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. But then I have, still balance. I have a loving, loving husband. That's important. I've got yeah. great kids. 
Yeah. Do you know? So it's just the balance. It is the balance, and it's making yeah. that time. You know, I make the time to go running. I yeah. I find the time to go to the gym and lift the weights. This week I took back on a personal trainer. Where if you looked at my schedule, I could keep staying at the desktop, yeah. but my focus goes. But that takes huge self-discipline just to be balanced, doesn't it? Don't you think? I mean, you probably take yourself for granted, but most people are mm. not balanced, right? Because yeah. it's easier to be stuck at your desk or to do. So I think the most disciplined people are balanced people. Or am I yeah, wrong? No, I, 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 I would agree because it's knowing when to switch off. And it, it, it's, it's, you know, we talk about the left side of the brain and the right side of the brain, and we're talking about the mind and the body. It is important. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I've been working on something for three weeks, and, I, and I've, I've been basically knowing myself now that. What have I been doing? And I've I've stood back and gone. I'm going to take a break. Me too. And and that's what it is. And like with yourself, man, I've been been a business coach, and you know, one of the programs that you have is you know bring in passion to profit. Do you get a lot of people then that have this idea and want to bring it from a passion into profit, so they want to develop their business that are working every hour that they send? Are you teaching them to take those breaks as well? Absolutely. Anything that I do or live by, I, I will coach where necessary or mentor when I see a need for it. Uh, I don't believe in working 24-7, even though I do work a lot of hours. But again, I'm on different projects. So a lot of, I go for fulfilment. I was just, had a coaching session with a, a guy last week or the week before. And I said something to him and he brought it back up again in the community group. And he's, he didn't come because he wanted more money. He was quite happy with the income that he had. Yeah. But he was looking for something. He was giving up work and he had more time. And I said, well, did you ever think of doing something just for fulfilment? Yeah. Just for that. Yeah. And it, it, it sparked a light bulb and he put up that something that had happened because of that conversation, he'd got a call to do some teaching. Now, it was getting paid, yeah. but it was the fulfilment that triggered him. But yeah. but that's it, even with yourself, Colin, where you have, you know, you, you created this charity. Yep. And you're, you said earlier on that you're doing it and it's sort of giving you that new lease of life. But then... What I'm trying to do, where is the balance? We take on a hobby. Do you know, we take on a hobby, right? <laughs> yeah. right? And that hobby then is so to give us a break from work, and that hobby is absorbed. Do we have to take a break from the hobby? And do you know what This I'm is now about? a Joe therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking for three therapists. <laughs> but you're right, though. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. So it, that's, that's, you know, I where, tend to turn hobbies where, into businesses. <laughs> Yeah, no. it's, it's it's a passion, I suppose. Like I'm still really passionate about the recruitment industry, doing it the way I, I like to do it. Yeah. But you, I needed that break as well, break in my mind to move it. So I'm also involved in the Dublin Network, which is a small networking a group. Yeah. We'll come on to that in a bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and then, you know, just this was, you know, the 100 was just that opportunity. I heard about it. I just thought it was a simple, great idea. Look, to be very honest, I thought it was going to be a lot less work than it actually has turned into be. Nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing good yeah. ever is, you know, as yeah. easy, let's but say. But the converse of the hard work is, and I don't mean to be cynical here at all, but it's great networking for you as well. And, yep. for, and yep. for the, but also for all the people in it. So but it's everything it is, like that, good networking. Well, that's what I had to say. I had to teach that to my clients. I said, don't go to these networking meetings if they're not for you and they're exhausting you. But where is your ideal client? If your ideal client is in the yoga class and you enjoy yoga, go to yoga. Go pick up an instrument. Go learn something new. There's networking. There's human beings everywhere. Go and enjoy it. That's right. And and th- and that's it. Like networking for us is you know is here yeah. as well. It is it's, here. it's to the show, and yeah. there's other events that we run, and and we all network like yourself, man. I I don't like walking into a networking room myself and 
you know, or like if it was in a, if it's in a bar or something, I don't enjoy that. If there's a networking in a bar and everyone's drinking and you're walking around, I don't enjoy those. No, I, don't enjoy I, 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 I like if it's if it's a networking and there's a speaker there. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a networking and there's a bit something, of learning a, or value. A bit of learning on it. Instead of just throwing everyone yeah. in a room yeah. and letting work. If but there's then someone it works. That other, that other style works for other people. You know, yeah, I've seen yeah, it work yeah, successfully absolutely. for other people. Absolutely. It just depends on the personality. So, what 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 do you like doing most of all the stuff you do? Oh God, I love the storytelling that we can and we will talks. I love seeing how three minutes or ten minutes, whatever long they have to speak, can transform yeah. lives. Just it, it either comes from them actually having the courage to share, good, bad, or otherwise, whatever way it comes out. Yeah. I see the growth. Um, I see was one lady and she's still in my business now. She was pulled out of a hat with no warning, nothing. Shared a story and at the end of it, it came out that she had a business. She had a business where she'd thrown her business cards in the bin because she didn't have the confidence to actually say she had a business after doing years of qualifications. Yeah. And she's gone on now to have a fantastic, she's grown a fantastic business from yeah. a 10 minute conversation in front of an audience. Yeah. It, it yeah. Is, it's, it's amazing because... We can talk about people that are in business and, you know, that someone will look and says, how come I'm doing the exact same thing as this person and they're successful and I'm struggling? I think that's to do with mindset. Absolutely. It all boils down to the mindset. It is. But not only with the mindset, it's being able to go that little bit extra when everyone else falls down. It's the resilience. The thing. resilience, yeah. yeah. And when we're in on a project or where we're working in business, where when you're at that stage that you want to give up, yeah. right? And you know that you just go that little bit extra, mm-hmm. it's going to happen because you'll see people around you who are working on it yeah. will have dropped off this is, because they can't. The stamina isn't there. This, I've mentioned this before on the show, but this I never realized. This is why the venture capital industry exists. They wait for startup businesses who are about two years old, right? Mm. And then two years old, you've got the intellectual property, you're up and running, but the owners are exhausted. exhausted. So that's why the venture capital make the industry makes the money because they, they they just get in there right at the. When now the graft is yeah. done. I mean, yeah. it's almost like the vulture capital industry, but I shouldn't go there. No, I shouldn't go there. There's <laughs> 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 a duck impression. Yeah. There's more of it. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant seal or something. I'll have to listen to them. So, Colin, um, maybe we'll start now and finish after the break, but th- tell us about the Dublin Network. How did that came about and what the aim and the purpose of that is? Yeah, so the Dublin Network, we launched uh, back January of last year, so we're just over a year now. Um, it was really born out of I've been involved in various networking groups throughout the years now my whole business recruitment is is all about networking um, and there's there's lots of very good positives with a lot of the networking groups out there there's a lot of my mind that things I didn't enjoy about it so I decided to create something small that was more so where I felt things were were good. and it was really more of a personal Thing. Politics so, is next, I think, on his agenda. <laughs> no, 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 I don't think so. Absolutely, I think not. I, can, I can see you owning a restaurant. You love your good, you love good, nice food, don't you? Yeah, as I do. You can tell from the better. <laughs> <end>. <laughs> I can um, see that. But no, it was really just decided to bring it and make a small networking group, so we could create really a small, almost like a team yeah. environment no, within the organisation. What do you think fails networking events or or groups? Or groups. Yeah. Um, I think it's about the people that are there. 
Yeah. You know, there's a lot of networking groups. There's no, what say, there's, there's no, anyone can join. You know, there, there's generally a lot of that. Whereas for the, what we've decided we wanted to do is really create a good environment. So we're very careful in selecting the people that we invite to come along to it uh, because we want the right fit. We talk about, you know, I talk about culture fit within organizations. We are a small organization. We want to be able to, you know, have this right team there where they're all helping each other. We're on the same wavelength. And I think that does fail when you find you could be sitting in a room with other networking groups of 30, 40, 50 people, but only 20% of those are going in the right direction where others are sitting there waiting to absorb or to take. I think the Dublin network is, is it, it is like a, a, cl- it's a close-knit group of people who, who genuinely are helping each other. Whereas I think some of these other networks, I won't mention any, there's a bit more of a cutthroat competitive element. That's my impression. Yeah, it's it's just that, you know, we we all want to help each other. Yeah. I think that's really where we've got it down to because Definitely. we all know that the more we're helping each other, the better we're going to be for all of us. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because what you're saying there is resonating so much and, and with Amanda as well, the events that you have, it's like, you basically nailed it, isn't it? It's, I bring me values in. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And there's an ethos and there's a mission statement. Yeah, so yeah. the ethos in theirs is cheerleading, it's kindness, it's support, it's encouragement. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, people say to me, but I don't have clients yet. I said, even if you have people in your tribe, your community, your audience, you're, you're helping them in some way, they are your clients. You look after everybody in the yeah, team. Yeah. Everybody. Speaking in on it. We're going to take a quick break, folks, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Business Eye, sponsored by your local enterprise office in Dunleary Ratdown. Together, we're making it happen. And welcome back. Amanda, we, we were talking about motivation and um, taking yourself to the next mind space. What, right now, right, in Dublin, there must be thousands of people at home thinking how do I do this I don't have enough confidence what what message would you give to them confidence well do you know what it's an insight you know starting with gratitude it's, it depends on where they're at Simon no I agree it really does like if, and, assuming they're ready for the conversation what would you say absolutely well I, I had a call the other day from a lovely lady who's just stuck and lost and from what I can hear, you know, it's not appreciating much around her. And, and she was just stuck. Yeah. And it's no fulfillment. Yeah. You know, staying yeah. at home, minding the kids is great. Mm. But it gets in on you after a while. Yeah. So it's, it comes back to that fulfillment. Are you fulfilled when you put your head in the pillow at night? I believe it's belief systems. Yeah. It's your, you know, it, it doesn't matter if someone is sitting at home and that person is ready to take that step or does that person have that idea? And there's two things. One is your belief system. And there's another part of it where a lot of people, you know, they have great ideas, but they never actually follow them through. And the reason why they don't is because they tell someone else about this idea. And when they tell the person about the idea, in their mind, they get the gratification that it's already been done and yeah. achieved. Mm. Do you ever, you know, when you sit at the bar and you tell someone an idea and they go, that's a brilliant idea, and you go, yeah, I know, but you never do it because your mind has given you the gratification that you've already achieved it. Yep. So if you really want to have an idea and you want to follow through, keep quiet on it and, and then let that energy build and working it and then looking at your belief system. 
Like that depends uh, on where you're at. Like yeah, in different yeah, situations, yeah. like this this woman, and I know she's not alone. There's many people like her. Thousands. You know where they they stop off for a couple of years, look after the kids, and then all of a sudden it's like their only role is to clean the house. That is the most unsatisfying yeah. job for most people. Yeah. People. I'm not saying woman or man. Yeah, people. For people. Yeah. Because I remember when mine were very young, and even though I went back to work after five days, if somebody came in and made a cup, a tea, and left it on the counter, I would be like a mad woman because. That was my job, yeah. and you've just disrupted what I did today. I don't go in and pull your alarm system out that you went to work. So a lot of resentment builds up. You're out of the house. Your life hasn't changed. Yeah. I'm stuck here. What was the best? Has anybody like when you were at a tough place or a low place or a place of development? Was there any particular bit of advice or helping hand or just a off the cuff comment from anybody that really helped you? I suppose the one that sticks out to me. If it's to be, it's up to me. Don't stay in a pity party. Yeah, it's true. The quicker you discipline your disappointments, the better it is in the long run. So I learned to discipline. I was in recruitment. Hard. Sorry. <laughs> but I was personally recruiting. So a lot of disappointment there. A lot of when, when people would say they'd ring you, they wouldn't ring you, they wouldn't show up. You'd yeah. show up, they didn't show up. A lot of disappointment. But when you learn to discipline your disappointment, especially in business, I you think it's acceptance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah. it's just, moving that's forward. just the way it is. It's, it's live the way, the, live the way life should be, not how you want it to be. That's the key. Yeah, but the other thing now is live, the, live the way life is, not how you want it to be. The way it is now, Simon, is <laughs> that's moved on. I've taken that to even to another level now. Now I really, really value communication and I'll, I wouldn't put up with that now. I would be stronger behind, you know, in the first place, yeah, yeah. setting up appointments. So that yeah, doesn't really yeah, yeah. become the case anymore. Talking about communication, speaking. And we all go to speaking events and we all speak at events. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. 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 You were MC at an event last summer that I was speaking at. Did you, did you enjoy that, Colin? It was an experience. Let's let's put it that way. Yeah, I, I, because there's more and more people wanting to get out and speak, and you know there is some events out there that you go to when you can be very disappointed with the people, probably because of expectations or whatever. But I love it. I, 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 do I know, yeah. actually I'm quite happy talking. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, uh, as part of my business, I do. I, I, I think you're really in the flow. You know the flow state, which is a good place to be. I think mm. you're in. You, you're def. When I saw you speaking, Amanda, you're definitely in the flow when yeah. you do that, and so are you. Yeah, I do. Thing, yeah. I do. I do like it, but it's it's only it's only a small part of what we all do. Yeah. And why do we do it? Like, Colin, why do you why do you like speaking? Why do you speak at events? Um. I suppose I, the, the events that I would speak at would be quite, I suppose, specific, let's say, to the industry sector. I get asked to talk sometimes about the, the current recruitment market and, you know, how people would actually go about, yeah, uh, really how I would go about getting jobs. And so I was uh, involved for a while with a great uh, charity, which is a company thing called Job Care. Uh, it was really helping people get back into employment. It was one of their small divisions, which is Job Net. Uh, it was when the economy went crashed and really senior people lost their job through no fault of their own and had no clue how to get back into the market just they've never interviewed before never done anything like that before and it was I I would have spoken to them about you know one of the things that I've heard great talks about and I've given one or two about is the recruiter's perspective because people may not understand why they don't hear back from a recruiter number one there's a lot of bad ones yeah, out there yeah. there is but uh, there are a lot of other reasons you know I've 
for example, I receive lots of applications every day for various different vacancies and I get called Hi Colin on a good occasion, but I get Hi John, Hi Mark, huh. I just, just copy and paste. Yeah, and it's yeah. so obvious, you know, they're talking about a random other job that I've never heard of. Yeah. So, you know, they say they've sent out 100 CVs, yet they've sent it out to the exact same application to 100 different jobs. I remember spending a fortune on CVs to binding I and used getting to do all them all. I haven't yeah, done it for years. Loved it's got so easy now with it's, emailing it's, it. It's, it's, it's so, Colin, in terms of your career and what you do, have you had any great advice or helping hands along the way or... Any any magic moments along your career? Uh, in recruitment, I suppose, it's just been... I, I've learnt more so, not directly, let's say, from uh, people in the industry. It's been more how I've learnt how candidates react to by talking to them and actually listening to them, which yeah. is really what I've learnt is not many people listen. No, you know, well, there's a difference. Uh, you know, there's a difference between listening and hearing. Exactly. You yes. know, a lot of people hear, but they don't actually listen. And yeah. just jumping back to the speaking end of it, do you think there's some people out there who are who are speaking, and they're only speaking because they want just love the sound of their own voice? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not mention any names. No names. Yeah. And um, or there's people out there, like when I speak, I'm trying to share a message. Yeah. And there's two messages that I love sharing. One is, you know, the, the mind message and that sort of spiritual sort of journey message, as mm-hmm. you as you know. And the other one is the the business message and the sales and the marketing message. And I'm doing it because I'm I'm really trying to help people. But do you think? And you both just have just four or three of us have jumped out went yet, getting out just to, to to hear their own voice. When I hear it. speakers and all they talk about is themselves, Joe. Yeah, I'm out there. It's yeah. like, as, a, as an audience member, and that's who your most priority is. Speaking is not about you, it's about the audience. Exactly. Yeah. When I sit there and I have to listen to what they've done, what they've achieved, what they haven't achieved, I don't care I what's in this for me. It's boring. I'm giving it? you my time, Absolutely. give me something. Absolutely. And that might sound selfish, but that's what your audience is looking for. I have a question for you all. <clears throat> in an event, we all run events, yeah. okay? Um, which is more important to the event, the speaker or the audience? Without the audience, you don't have event. <laughs> Definitely. The audience. I, I think it has to be a balance. Um, it has to be a balance, but think about it. This was put up on Twitter. I got someone to put this up on Twitter. And it was, there was about a 48, 52 on it yeah. that it was the audience. And it is the audience it because is, yeah. they're the ones that will tell other people about it and everything as well. All the yeah. time. But I get emails all the time. <clears throat> Can I speak at your event? Da, da, da. And that's great. I say, yes, I'll put you on my waiting list. However, only people, the people that are in my events, they get picked first. Mm. Because without, and, I, and I put that back to in an email. Yeah, yeah, without yeah. those guys coming, yeah, there is I don't have no event. No, exactly. So it's the supporters, whether you're good, bad or otherwise, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if you're right. attending my events, you will be at the top of my list. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us, uh, what do you see happening for yourselves for Charity uh, 100? It's, is it just Charity 100 now? It's just the 100. The 100. What do you see is happening for that for you for the next 12 months? So the the plan anyway, we're actually doing our launch next or this coming Thursday, uh, Thursday evening in House uh, Leeson Street. They've been very kind, giving us the venue. Um, so really, you know, we want to be getting the hundred people there for that. 
the plan of action is four events a year. And can anybody join, like, like I'm on holiday next week, but yeah. I'd like to join the second event. Can people join at any stage? Absolutely. Okay. Um, we, you know, in an ideal world, we're asking people, come along, commit to coming to the four events. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, the idea is you're giving €100 Euro each quarter. So it's yeah. 400 euro. A lot of companies are doing it. You can put it through the company. You're getting your receipts from the charities as well. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's tax efficient on that basis. But uh, the idea behind it is we're going to keep it rolling out. We're going to grow from it as well. So the primary idea is having these events. But I think we spoke a little bit earlier about is, you know, money is great to be giving to charities, but there are people around you also offering various other things. So, Charities need a lot more than just money. They're where, offering. Where can people, if they want to connect or find out more about that, where can they can they tap into that? So straight on our website, uh, www.the100.ie, um, info at the100.ie. Ask for you know, send it to me. It comes directly to me. Uh, happy to sit down, have a chat with anyone about it. Um, but it's it's very much we're just trying to grow and develop. We want to be the link between people and charities. And charities on it. And, and your recruitment end, if people want to sort of, you know, meet someone who is doing things slightly different in the recruitment, where can they connect with you as well on that? Uh, I'm in most ways, but to be honest, LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Uh, get me, come and connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, and what, what's with this purple squirrel hunter? His website, is, he calls himself the purple squirrel hunter. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> uh, the, the purple squirrel it was a term that was coined a long time ago, really actually over in the US again, and you uh, kept in the recruitment industry. Wow. But it was it's really talking about the uh, unachievable, you know, what okay. um, what doesn't really exist that clients want. I didn't know that. Um, so, so there's no know. such thing as there's a problem. No, there is no. <laughs> Are you unicorns? No such oh, thing. Let's have a chat with my daughter. <laughs> 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 Not to the kids. Scott says, that's cool. And Amanda, yourself, where do you see things evolving? Uh, I know we've had many chats and it, everything is just moving in the right direction for you. The momentum is is projecting, you know, up at a 45, 60, a 45 degree angle. Where do you see it going for you for, for this year as well? I better say write a book, won't I? <laughs> Are you killing me? Okay, yeah. <laughs> yes. The book is in the pipeline. It definitely is in the pipeline. Um, more media. So media be big this year. And then with clients, again, I'd love more one-to-one. I love working one-to-one on business with clients because you really get into the heart of their business and the soul of them. Yeah, you yeah. know, and they're, when, I, when you see passionate business owners, they're nearly one. I'd say, you know, come on, let's not separate your business and you. It, you're really thing. one right now, especially when you're early. You know, so I want to work with more one-on-one. The VIP group, which is my coaching online, that's growing with a lovely community in there. And I love the group learning as well. But this year, really looking to do get more one to one and more speaking, more public speaking. The I always say to my clients is that, you know, I'm, I'm not your coach. I'm on your board of directors, mm-hmm. you know, and that's that's the thing. You come you come and come part of the business. And yeah. Simon, what about yourself? You're, yeah, I'm talking to you. You're going to wait. I'm about to lie on my back. Soap the race and nothing else for yeah. eight days. Yeah. <laughs> so that's and easy. Then when you come back, your WhatsApp will be, what did he say? <laughs> but you have a lovely time. You're not Thanks here with us next Friday. No, I'm no. in Marrakesh, Morocco. That's it, yes. Uh, I'll be thinking of you. You'll be thinking of me, not, <laughs> not on it. Yeah, I'm, um, 
No, what's, uh, I think I'll take a break as well. I think you, I'll just switch that. off you need this to week. Do that, yeah. When you're just, you know, on the beach there and you'll hear this voice, you go, what's I'm that? here for you. And you'll, you'll see me sitting beside <laughs> you in a deck chair. <laughs> oh, my God! I can't shake him. <laughs> God, am I hallucinating? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I hope the audience is loving this chat. <laughs> oh, well, they, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they, they know us. They know us well by so, now. Yeah. How long have we been doing this now? Since July. Is it July? It is. Yeah. Oh my God! Well, Every yes. Friday. <laughs> Every Friday, July. And I'm I'm here, <sighs> nearly coming. I think I'm in my coming into my fourth year here as wow. the station. Yeah. Wow. And it's so. really you can tell the atmosphere is definitely really. It's improving. a beautiful place. There's a new website. We have a beautiful website, Jess, cool. um, called New Logo. New Yogo. That's logo. the old yo- logo. Logo yeah. Yogo. Ogo yeah. Yogo. I can't even talk. Yeah. Folks, it was great having you on the show today. Thank you very much. Um, I I'm, I won't be able to make Thursday, but I would like to go to the the one after that as well. Me too. Um, I, to I need. I need. Uh, we'll go together. We'll go. We'll go together. Stop doing stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go together. And Amanda, thank you for coming in as well. When's your yeah, next well. event, Amanda? When's the, the, the? I have an event on the fourth of March in Stillorgan, the Bank of Ireland. That's the complimentary one, and I've got a very exciting collaboration happening on the fourteenth of March with I Am Positive Mindset, Nicola Conley Bourne, oh, yes, and yeah. myself. Oh, yeah. We will be teaching people how to identify their core values, okay. understand and live and be responsible for them and go forth with boldness for 2020. Wow. Yes. Cool. Uh, is that, I think you're, is that your daughter? That's my baby she's girl. She's finished her ice cream. She's ready. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, folks, we're going to wrap up now. We're going to have uh, a, we're going to take off because I have to go and I interview someone for uh, Breakthrough Brands now in about five minutes so until next Friday thank you for coming on Colin, Amanda thank you for coming on to uh, the show Simon you have a wonderful wonderful holiday suntanned and everything and I won't be thinking about you I won't be thinking about (laughs) and until next week take care and look after yourself bye bye love you But long as there are stars above you You never need to doubt it I'll make you so sure about it God only knows what I'd be without you If you should ever leave me Will life would still go on, believe me show nothing to me So what good would living do me God only knows what I'd be without you